Hello, a warm and hearty welcome to all our dear listeners from us. This podcast is brought to you by India Heritage Cities Network in association with Digital Empowerment Foundation (GEF), and you're listening to Pod My Suru. I am your local host, friendly host Tejaswini. Pod My Suru. This is a lovely gift from us to you. A channel by the Mysoreans of the Mysoreans and for the Mysoreans, and of course to the rest of the world who love Mysuru and Mysoreans. What is Pod Mysuru? You may ask. It's an informational pod, chat pod, and discussion pod, but mainly it's your pod. What? Really? It's awesome, right? From the history to the present, we sit here and talk, review, discuss. all the specialities and peculiarities related to mysuru and our culture and you know what the best thing is you can listen to us while you're working driving cooking or while sitting and chatting with your friends it's more of yours than it is ours we bring to you pod mysuru mysore or the nav mysuru is a hometown for some for others it's a mother's lap janmabhoomi for some and karma bhoomi for many you know there is a story behind the name of this town which is filled with so many emotions before being called mysore it is said that it was called mahishuru or mahishapura the town of mahishasura according to devi bhagavata of mythology the demon king mahishasura ruled mysore then the god and goddesses go to goddess parvati the wife of lord shiva to help them and stop him because of the usual tiff between the suras and the asuras as we all know and then goddess parvati took chamundeshwari's avatar and kills mahishasura on the hilltop since then the infamous hill got the name after chamundi and the city was called mysore so yes that was mythology for you And now let's come to the history. According to the Hoysala inscriptions dated back to the 11th and 12th century AD, Mysore was ruled by the Gangas, Chalukyas, Cholas and Hoysalas. After the Hoysalas, Vijayanagara kings came back to rule Mysore in 1399 AD. And along came many changes. Shri Bettadar Chamaraja Wadiyar the later kings of Mysore rebuilt the Mysore fort and made it the capital of their dynasty 1610 AD is said to be a notable milestone in the history of Mysore because in this year Shri Raja Wadiyar decided to shift his capital from Mysore to Sri Rangapatnam and cut to over a century from 1761 to 1799 mysore was ruled by hyderali and his son tipu sultan and at that time mysore was noted as the second most important city and then after the anglo mysore war mysore history takes a sharp turn after tipu sultan's time And that's exactly when Britishers took control of the city and the then minor Sri Yuvaraja Krishnaraja Wadiyar sat on the throne. Practically seeing city's development starts from that point of time. During the reign of Sri Krishnaraja Wadiyar 3, Mysore grew beyond its forts. The city of Mysore was well planned and developed during the reign of Sri Krishnaraja Wadiyar 4. 
Mysuru became famous for its wide roads, artistically constructed buildings, elegant parks and beautiful temples. I must say, it surely is an OMG feeling when we hear how the city has changed over the centuries. So many things have happened right around us. But one thing that hasn't changed is that this majestic city has retained our heritage, the feel of our ancestors and their presence through their contributions. So now if I say Mysuru is not just a city, it's an emotion, don't you agree to it? I'm sure you do. The same Mysuru, home to countless emotions, also has a pretty rich cultural history. Mysuru is also called the cultural capital of Karnataka. The warriors who ruled the Mysuru kingdom for centuries were very interested in art and music. Even during their reign, they took many steps forward making Mysuru a cultural city. It's definitely not a cliche when I say the combination of historical heritage and contemporary achievements is our culture of Mysuru. Many and many types of art styles evolved due to the continuous support of Raja Maharajas who ruled here. In the coming days, as the art grew, a prefix was also added to the name of the art. That is, Mysuru style. Even to this day, this name has its weightage across the globe. And the name of the art attached to this prefix has got people's words of appreciation. To quickly name a few, uh, let's say Mysuru Jasmine, Mysuru Pak, Mysuru Masala Dosa, Mysore Silk Sari, Mysore Sandal Soap, Mysuru Style Painting, Mysuru Style Turban or like we call Mysuru Peta and the infamous Mysuru Style Ashtanga Yoga. That is indeed a lot of wow factor attached to one city, isn't it? The city of culture that is Mysuru, is equally popular as a city of palaces. Because here there are not just one or two, but seven palaces in total. Yes, you heard that right. Seven it is. So here is a short trivia for you. But before we get there, can you name these seven palaces? Come on, take a beat. Okay, let me tell you. Ambavila's Palace, Lalit Mahal Palace, Jaganmohana Palace, Chaluamba Mansion, Jayalakshmi Vilas Mansion, Rajendra Vilas Palace, and the last one is Chittaranjan Palace. These magnificent palaces were built by the world's most talented artisans during the reign of the Vodiyars. So let's quickly get started. First is the Amba Vilas Palace, or like we call Mysuru Palace. The most proudest and the most precious positions of the city, the state and the country. This palace, which used to be the residence of the warriors, can be remembered as the grandly lit palace during weekends, public holidays and of course during Dasra. It is also true that our Mysuru palace is the centre of attraction for the tourists of Mysuru even today. About 6 million which is more than 60 lakh tourists come and pay a visit every year. And this palace was first built in the 14th century. The present three-storied palace is an Indo-Sarsenic style and is a perfect blend of Hindu, Mughal, Rajput and Gothic style of architecture. 
I'm sure you'll agree if I say this is the most beautiful palace among all the palaces of Mysore. What second is the Lalit Mahal Palace? This white-colored magnificent palace is on the foothills of the famous Chamundi Hills. It is said to be the second largest palace in Mysore. It was built by Sri Nalvadi Krishnarajavadiyar, the fourth Maharaja in 1921. At that time, it was an exclusive guest house for the Indian Viceroy during his visit to Mysore. It is now a five-star heritage hotel open to the public. Moving on, the third palace is the Jaganmohana Palace. Sri Krishnarajavadiyar, the third Maharaja, built this in the year 1869. After the Amba Vilas Palace fire incident, the royal family lived there during the whole reconstruction. Presently, this is a beautiful art gallery named Sri Jayachamarajendra Art Gallery, and some part of it is used as the auditorium. The main attraction of this palace is the story of Vishnu's Dashavataras, which are skillfully carved on the huge wooden doors of the palace. and raja ravi varma's and mysore style paintings are among the other exhibits to look for the fourth palace is the chelwamba mansion the mansion was built in 1911 for princess chelwachamanni the third daughter of the fourth maharaja shri krishna rajavadiyar presently it has been converted and put to use as the central food technological research institute which is the cftri The fifth one in the list is Jayalakshmi Vilas Mansion. Maharaja Sri Chamaraja Vadiyar built this mansion for his eldest daughter Princess Jayalakshmi Ammani in 1905. For matter of fact, it was said that this was the first mansion built for any princess. Later, the University of Mysore acquired this to establish Manasa Gangotri. and this mansion underwent extensive renovations from 2002 to 2006 and is now home to three museums folklore archaeology and general museums can be seen displaying antique and prized artifacts and then the sixth palace the rajendra villas or the summer palace you know what's the highlight of this palace it's a beautiful view of the city from a distance of over 2000 feet This was initially a small palace in 1822 where Sri Krishna Rajavadiyar IV used to study about philosophy and English. But in 1920 he ordered the rebuilding of a much bigger palace than it already was. But it said that due to the economic restrictions back then it couldn't be as big as it was planned. Later after India's independence the then maharaja converted this into a luxury hotel. but in the 1980s it was closed due to labor issues but again in 2004 the attempt to revive this hotel also failed due to unknown reasons coming to the seventh and the last palace that is the chitranjan mansion it was built in 1916 for a princess of the wadiyar dynasty and later it was sold to a mysuru family and they turned it into something that became popular in later years as a premier studio Lots of movies and TV shows were shot here. Later, after a fire accident, the film studio was closed and renovated into an eco-friendly and historic hotel which is now called The Green Hotel. So, yes, we spoke about the history of the city and made a list of palaces of Mysore. 
and it briefly covered the story behind it as well. But to be honest, it would take us days together to talk about the city and its glorious history, which is more the reason for us to meet again and again till we are dried off from all the stories about the city which I think would definitely take ages. So for now, we are ending the first episode of our Pod Mysuru series. You can get in touch with us and let us know how you liked this episode. Your feedbacks will help us tell you better stories. So write to us at podmysuru@gmail.com. And also you can find the mail ID in the description. So time to sign off then. This podcast is brought to you by India Heritage Cities Network in association with Digital Empowerment Foundation (DEF). And you're listening to Pod Mysuru. I'm your local dost, friendly host Tejaswini.